Welcome to the Dream Journal. From the studios of KSQD in Santa Cruz, the Dream Journal is a weekly show where we explore the power of nighttime dreams through conversations with dream experts and with you. Words of Carl Jung, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakens. The name of today's music is The Crane and the Lake. Trouble sleeping through the night? Maybe you are on your way to a superior sleep schedule which could enhance your creativity, flexibility, and dream recall. We'll be talking with Dave Selak about what Seth has to say about sleep and lucid dreaming. I am your host, Catherine Bell of Experiential Dreamwork, and welcome to the Dream Journal. The Dream Journal is also a weekly podcast, and if you are listening as a podcast, please hang in there. Check our most recent shows should be live. Older archive shows, unfortunately, are not available at the moment. We hope to get those archives back online soon, so you should be able to hear the last three or four shows. Uh, Hang in there. We'll get back up. So we are also on PRX, so you can get back six or seven shows on PRX. So you can look up the Public Radio Exchange and subscribe for free. Go ahead and look up the Dream Journal. Your listens will help us uh, get our show out there. We actually had a show purchased by one of, well, purchased for free. This is good. This is, we want to get it out there. Purchased by a station in West Virginia. So a welcome WYAP. Hopefully they'll be interested to buy some more shows. Let's turn to the phones, and I want to say hello to Dave Selak. Hello, David. Hey, Catherine. How are you today? I'm doing fabulous. Welcome all the way from Australia, our first ever guest from Australia. <laughs> so uh, thank good you. Day. Yes, today you are breaking the mold. No, good day. Oh, good it's day. Good day. I good see. day means hello. <laughs> <laughs> good day, mate. It's a, a crocodile Dundee. That's all I know about Australia, really. So David Selak has been playing with dreams since childhood over 55 years. David migrated to Australia in 1990, should I say Australia? Australia. And used dreams to help that decision. And he also helped that process along. A long-term student of the Seth material since his early 20s. We can create reality from the inside out using the dream state. David has been practicing the superior alternative sleep schedule for the past few years. So I've, you know, David's been a long time um, attendee at the ISD conferences, and I went to one of his Seth workshops. I think it was the Tucson one, and uh, this year he he, was, he did a workshop about this uh, superior alternative sleep schedule, and I was like, huh. <laughs> What is this? What is this? Do you want to know why it was called that? Uh, yeah, I do. Because because the alternative sleep schedule yeah. is ass. And I thought, <laughs> eh, I don't think so. I think sass sounds a, a, load, a hell of a lot better. Oh, good. Good to know. Okay. So it's a little sassy. Is that it? So that's something that I, we're really, we're going to dive right into that. Um, in fact, let's... Uh, uh, let's just go right into what the superior, the, sorry, superior sure. alternative sleep schedule is, uh, and then we'll talk a, a little bit about his origins in a few minutes. But yeah, 
You know, this is something that because it's 1 a.m. down under from uh, where you are right now. And yet here you are on the phone with us sounding pretty chipper. So it's not that remarkable, really. It's (laughs) okay. But look, little naps here and there can be really helpful. And you actually sometimes don't even need a nap to um, to um, be refreshed. And, you know, using the power of suggestion Mm. is really helpful. So. You know, so the question is, what is the alternative sleep schedule? So um, briefly and basically, it's instead of sleeping eight to 10 hours a night or eight hours a night, whatever, um, you split that up a little bit and maybe sleep, say, five hours Mm. and a nap if you need a Mm. little bit later in the day when you feel a little bit um, furry around the edges. But you might not. And what I've discovered is over, I've been keeping records over the last couple of years and without suggestion, and we'll talk about that in a sec, what, what do I mean by suggestion? But without suggestion, um, I would wake up like, uh, after five hours, I would wake up tired. Yeah. And what I wasn't doing was including the suggestion before I went to sleep that upon awakening, I'll, feel refreshed, invigorated, and my body has recovered and I'm ready to go. You know, wonderful and part I, of that is just to fight against the, 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 the doctrine we've received since, since infants that uh, we must have eight hours of sleep at night. Yeah, and so, that's exactly right. So it's yeah. kind and of it's, message your own brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we've, we've been sending that, um, uh, that message to ourselves for years and years, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, with with no malintent at all, but it's not ex- I, what I have found for myself at least, and I think everyone has to prove it to themselves, is you can actually um, sleep sleep less, but spread it out a little bit more, mm-hmm. and um, it's a funny thing because it goes exactly to the opposite of what you would think. Many people think, oh, I don't get enough sleep. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I got to sleep more. And, and that's not necessarily true. So it's a little bit counterintuitive. Well, yeah, because it doesn't. I, I can see that this could just result in a whole bunch of sleep-deprived people. And there's tons of studies <laughs> about telling you why sleep is important and uh, what the consequences of sleep deprivation are, all the way from you know oh, yeah, diabetes sure. to crashing your car into a, a tree. Yeah. Uh, and so, so how? So I guess you're saying that the suggestion, the power of suggestion, and also the embracing of a nap. I think maybe part of what separates this from yeah. just plain exactly so it, so i you know i'm really great at making mistakes um, and and stuffing things up first and then i learn from them mm-hmm. and usually it's a powerful lesson and what i learned I, I i'll just tell you where some of the source material for this for listeners uh, comes from two books in the seth materials one called seth speaks and one nature of personal reality and it's chapter eight and chapter thirteen. So if you're if you're at all interested in this topic, I suggest um, have a read of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to start it out, I what I did was I said, oh, I'll just wake up after four hours. So I would set my alarm or five hours, whatever it was. And I was like, I woke up. I was exhausted. Like, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I was not done. But what I had neglected, Catherine and and listeners was. I forgot to use the suggestion before I went to sleep mm-hmm. that 
upon awakening, I'll be, um, you know, refreshed, reinvigorated and ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then what I did was, <laughs> you know, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But it's, it's not. I then started to do that and I noticed the change occurring, which is I actually woke up and I wasn't tired. It was like, whoa, after four or five hours, you're not tired. And it's like, it goes totally against the conditioning that, that we've all had. Okay, right. So, uh, so you've been doing this for a few years now. And what is, what is the kind of pattern of you find? Is that the five hours plus a, a nap in the afternoon, if needed? Yeah, what it uh, works for you. Yeah, for me, um, for me, there was a yeah. I, what it's turned into is uh, probably four hours and forty-five minutes to five hours and fifteen minutes. I, I just write down when I go to sleep, um, and I have a dream recorder on next to me, a voice recorder, so it captures all my snoring <laughs> and, and 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 the passing trains and dogs barking uh-huh. and all that. Yep. At any rate, but it can also capture dreams if I wake up in the middle and just speak them out. But at any rate, so I've been noting that over time. And so it, it it's for me, it's gone to about five hours, mm-hmm. which is far different than the eight. Yeah. And then um, what I do is when I feel that um, kind of furry, little bit tired, lethargic, feeling and it's for me it's usually in the afternoon afternoon sometimes and it really varies mm-hmm. um then what i'll do is i will just um if i'm near a couch or even if it's in my car it doesn't really matter where you are um so much and i'll take a 15 15 minute half an hour as much as an hour sometimes if i'm really tired from doing various things it might be two hours, but that's rare, mm. uh, only when I'm super tired. So what I've noticed is um, before, when I had didn't use the sleep schedule at all, I would be exhausted by 10 o'clock at night. I was I was whacked. I was so tired right. because I like to exercise and, you know, do different things. And at any rate, I was exhausted by 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and I would just be fall into the deepest, deepest, uh, deepest sleep which that's fine on in one way, but if you're a dreamer and you're wanting to remember your dreams, um, it's actually helpful, I've found, to not be so tired. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually better to be tired, but not exhausted, if you know what I mean. So yeah. there's levels to that. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me about uh, this about my dream recall. So, ha- okay. yeah, tell me a little bit about how that relates to the superior alternative. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, two, th- two things I'll mention. Um, uh, usually what I do is I will um, have a suggestion or an, what some people would call an incubation before sleep. Mm-hmm. So if there's a problem I'm wanting to solve or um, if I'm trying to help someone in the dream state or if I am wanting to get an idea for a painting or a creative project, mm-hmm. I'll think about that just a little bit or make two or three suggestions. And then what I'll do is um, I'll actually drink a little bit of water or even uh, maybe a minute amount of coffee Mm. or even a minute amount of alcohol, you know, just a tiny bit, not a lot. It's not, you know, you don't drink three beers or have two cups of coffee. (laughs) It's, it's less, a lot less than that. Like a tablespoon. So because all those are actually stimulants, alcohol is actually a stimulant in the first 
instance at the beginning. It, later, it turns into a, a, not a stimulant if you drink too much. Anyway, so I do that, do my incubation, have a glass of water, because what I want to do is I actually want to wake up and have to go to the toilet or the bathroom. Because if I wake up, I'll re uh, more than likely, I'll remember a dream. Um, so I don't mind waking up. And for me, I do an incubation and it's, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it. So if, uh, you know, our listeners want to write it down, that's fine. Um, there's two incubations. Um, as I sleep, I will attract the very best possible events from inner reality into my life. Hmm. So I'll, I'll repeat that just because it's a little bit, it sounds weird, I know. As I sleep, I will attract from inner reality the very best possible events in all areas of my life. Hmm. Sounds weird, doesn't it? Okay. And the idea is that... Um, in the Seth materials, dreams are a lot more than uh, these these movies that we either participate in or watch or whatever. It's that we're actually creating the events of our life mm. within the dream state, whether we realize it or not. So why not um, incubate that and work to attract the best ones is the idea. Right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the Seth materials now. We're kind of getting okay, into the sure. source of this. And so so the, yeah. so you think the idea uh, here, one of the Seth ideas is that uh, the uh, in dreams we are actually creating our reality, our waking reality. Is that what I heard? That is exact. That's okay. a very, a very good paraphrase. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we create our own realities. Mm -hmm. And we use the dream state to help us do that. We actually explore various probable events. Uh, a lot of people now are aware of uh, quantum physics, the idea of parallel universes, simultaneous time, that you know, people understand that they can walk out a door and choose to go left or right. Hmm to do one thing or to do another. And in the dream state, we actually choose to do one of those, <laughs> turn left or turn right, right, or whatever it might be. And in that dream state, we decide which one we then want to experience in waking reality. And then we go about creating that in, in waking reality. So, you know, it's a little deeper than I really wanted to get, but um, you know, that's not such a bad thing. Yeah, so no, that's good. So part of, yeah, um, let me just finish sure. this thought before I lose it. <laughs> yep. I don't mean lose. So uh, many people, many listeners have had lucid dreams where it's like they're really aware that they're dreaming, right? Right. And they're also aware that if they think something or desire to do something, it, um, it instantaneously happens. And... If that's the case in that dream that you are creating through your beliefs, thoughts, and emotions, your reality in the dream state, Seth would say, and I would join with him and say, yeah, well, we create our reality every step of the way. And if you're doing that in dream reality, maybe we're doing that in waking reality as well. Mm. 
Well, I tell you, I don't always make the best choices in my dreams. So that's, that's a little... <laughs> Me either. But they are rich choices. True. And we learn a lot from them, don't we? Ah, okay. Ah, so maybe even making so, the wrong choice could... Uh, could and maybe, yeah. A, yeah, maybe what we consider, like, you know, the choice that you make is like, oh, man, why did I do that? But we all learn a lot from those choices. True. Okay, so so the what you're dreaming is extremely important to your waking life in this in this Seth formalism sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I'll just to paraphrase it, is in our in our um, nightly dream experiences and adventures, we have a multitude of dreams, and usually they put before us not only the problems but also the solution. So it's a little bit like cognitive-based therapy in a way, although not all dreams are this, but they do set forward and, you know, dreams can be like high play, right? Like it's just, well, you do all kinds of great stuff. But uh, many of the dreams that people remember, which are like three-part plays, um, yeah, they set forward the problem, the protagonist shows up and then you know, the, uh, the middle part of the play, and then the solution shows up, you know, the, the finale. And when dreams are looked at in that way, we can see not only the beliefs and ideas that maybe created the problem, but we are also shown in our dreams by our inner selves, the solutions or approaches to take towards those dilemmas or problematic beliefs that mm. we have. This is very interesting, Dave. Um, so there's there's something coming up for me here about con cause and effect. Like often when something okay. happens in a dream and, and there's a solution is found, I'll hear dreamers say, oh, that means I should go do that in waking life. But I've often taken the understanding that the dream is showing what we're already understanding. And maybe there's a simultaneity. Maybe it's the same. But there's something like there's like a, something scolding if it says that this is what I should do. Uh, whereas I'm thinking that if a dream is something that's showing me what I'm already discovering, then maybe it's like reinforcing or uh, I wonder if you have any, any thoughts about that, if, if I explain myself well enough. Yeah, let's, um, yeah, I had a little trouble following you, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. let me, <laughs> that's okay. Um, so often, um, you know, my, my, my dream buddies, my you know, people I talk with about my dreams and they go, uh, you know, what seems obvious in the dream that the dream seems to be saying that may not be it. <laughs> it's kind of like, why would they, why would a dream tell you what you already know? Yeah. Yep. Is the, is that a little bit like what you're trying to say? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it is, but uh, even more like to the, to the degree of a, of a solution, like I, a problem shows up in a dream. Uh, yeah. And then I have a solution to it. It's something uh, gets figured out in the dream, and then yeah. and then the uh, and but it's usually something that yeah. the dreamer is not aware of having a solution to this in waking life. And yet I I urge people to say to look and maybe they really do have the solution. Maybe they've gotten in the habit of thinking this is an unsolved problem. But the oh, dream, yeah, but the, yeah. But the dream is Ab kind of absolutely. The, yeah, yeah. I I get it now. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, the solutions in my experience, um, just because I can't see the solution in the dream that I have, doesn't mean that it's not there. It actually is there. 
it's more that I don't get it. It's, kind of, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little bit. So I did some dream work today. And as we were doing that, um, so uh, let's see, let me back up three, only two steps. Oh, go ahead, so please. I'll back up two steps. And that is we go from beliefs to feelings. So for example, um, let's see, what's a good belief? Let's see. Oh, okay. Um, oh, it's dangerous to go out at night. I have a belief. It's dangerous to go out at night. And right. a lot of people have that, like they don't go out, you know, so right. there could be bad guys out there, bad or bad women, more likely. Like, <laughs> sorry, I just can't, can't help myself <laughs> at any rate. Um, so you have that belief, right? And, and then you go out side, let's just say you go outside and you have a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And the feeling is fear because you have this belief. So the feeling didn't come first. It's the belief, right? Right. So right. you follow me? Yes. So, mm -hmm. and anyway, so coming back to dreams, how do you do that with dreams? So oftentimes people have, you know, very strong feelings in dreams. We're a lot less repressed in our dreams. And so you have these strong feelings. So you can work backwards from the feelings to the beliefs. So it's like, we'll use that same example. So you're in a dream, it's dark night and you're terrified. You're absolutely terrified. In fact, you can't move. You're so terrified. Right. Okay. And then, so the next question is, what's the belief behind me being terrified it's dark out why am i afraid what what is the belief well the belief is what we will just make it up but it's you know probably not too far off well, i'm afraid of darkness i'm afraid of lack of light i'm afraid of being hurt i'm afraid of being attacked there might be bad you know da 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 da, da. you can come up with lots of beliefs you know it doesn't doesn't mean you should go out at night and not, you know, have your eyes open, well, not yeah. saying that, yeah. but it allows us then to examine beliefs that we hold. Um, so, right. And so does that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, th I think I, I see where you're going to. And, and then the, the dreams help us sort it out. So, so basically the, exactly. the, the belief yes. then affects our behavior. So we have exactly. beliefs and feelings and then that affects our behavior. And so and you can then change your belief, yeah. right? Ah, so if your dream points out to you that, you know, um, you, you have an overabundance of fear of going out at night, well, you can change that belief, right? Right. Okay. Or, and or you can change your behavior. I can go out if I carry a flashlight or if I, if you, I guess as you Americans, you know, you can always carry guns, right? Like, oh, good Lord. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. That's, that's, this is a joke, okay? Like okay. I'm trying to, trying to be humorous, probably isn't. But so, yeah, so that's the idea is our dreams help us um, examine our beliefs because if we can change our beliefs, we can then change our realities, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is helpful. So then we're getting to the point of where you can then create your reality by changing your beliefs. Is that where, where we're going with this? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And so our dreams many times, and even if you don't remember your dreams, 
your dreams are helping you anyway. Yes, so, yes, that's something I believe. So um, yes. one thing you can do, and this is for listeners um, and anyone else, myself included, is you wake up in the morning and let's say you're shut out, like no dreams. Oh, rats, you know, I, I, I hate that. Yep, me too. <laughs> so what I do is I write down my feelings. like, And it's so funny because oftentimes I'll actually find that I start remembering my dreams just by writing down my feelings of when I wake up. It's so bizarre. It's just, I can't tell you how many times. And um, ah, that's good advice. So it's interesting. Yeah. So just uh, if you if you find yourself shut out, don't let's see how do I say this? Don't not write. <laughs> write. Write anyway. Like just write your feelings down or your intuitions or your um, you know. Make make predictions, for example. Use your in, try to engage your intuition. Okay. So, um, mm-hmm. hey, I've got to tell you a story before sure. I forget to do this. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be remiss if I didn't. So when I started um, really emphasizing this alternative sleep schedule, I woke up with an amazing dream with indigenous people in it. So indigenous people are also uh, called Aboriginal people here in in Australia. And, you know, racism exists here as well as in other parts of the world. And, you know, it's an issue. It's an issue for this country. At any rate, I, I, I woke up with this, to me, <laughs> an amazing idea. And it was to create a festival of dreams, <laughs> which I know you would, which I came across your stuff yes. you know, a month or two ago. Uh-huh. Anyway, I, and I saw your stuff and I thought, my God, this woman is on it. <laughs> anyway, so I shared my idea before I came across yours. So the idea was creating an, a huge art prize, um, you know, like a $50,000 prize, um, getting indigenous um, participation because in Australia, uh, the dream time and the song lines are, you know, hugely important. In fact, they believe that creation was. Um, from the dream time. Right. And mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I believe that actually, <laughs> like it's, it's actually more real to me than some of the uh, creation uh, stories that, you know, uh, there was a big explosion or there was this giant evolution or, you know, I, you know, I don't buy any of that at this point in my life, but that's okay. okay. It, there's room for all that creative stuff. Yep. So anyway, I liked your uh, Festival of Dreams. I can't wait to talk to you about it at another point. Yeah, well, and, what, what uh, uh, Dave's talking about is an event we've had now three times in Santa Cruz. Uh, Festival of Dreams, where we get together and talk about dreams yeah. and uh, have workshops and presentations and posters and art. And we've done it yeah. 2017, 2018, 2019. And then something oh, wow. happened in 2020. And uh, we'll get back to it, though. We're going to we're probably 24, maybe 25 uh, yeah. to do uh, uh, just bringing people together. And, you know, the idea mm-hmm. for me is the, the the festival of dreams is that it's like the dreams themselves are kind of getting together. Like my dream gets to meet your dream. And right. uh, and then we influence each other and lift each other up. That's kind of the yeah. idea. Oh, how cool. And I think, you know, helping, encouraging young people. Yes. Uh, especially, um, you know, children and teenagers and even young adults too, actually all people. Um, And with online technologies, we can do a lot of stuff too. And also create events 
you know, art events, dance events, music events that are dream inspired and uh, really create it as a destination for people that want to travel and attend uh, unique experiences. Absolutely. Well, we, this is a Santa Cruz event that we did, but we had people from all over California, from the East I Coast. Bet. We had a woman from Brazil who actually came to our event. Um, uh, so hopefully we'll... Uh, who was that? Sorry? Well, hey, let's let's. I'd like to. Uh, yeah, I'd well, like to talk to you at some point. Yeah, well, let's talk. We'll talk more for sure. Maybe we'll even get you up here. Who knows? So I want to say we need to take a short break. In that, but the good news is that means we'll be opening up the phones. Um, so uh, I want to let you know this is the Dream Journal. My uh, guest is David Selak, and uh, the best webpage I have for you, Dave, is SethCenter.com. Is that what you recommend for folks? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's some. Um, yeah, that would be the, a good place to start. Perfect. And we'll talk more about some of their upcoming offerings um, in, a, in a little bit. I want to let you know that we are broadcast live from the KSQD studios in Santa Cruz, co-broadcast live in San Jose by KCXU. Uh, my name is Catherine Bell. We're talking about superior alternative sleep schedule and <laughs> also Seth, the whole <laughs> Seth phenomenon. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dream Journal. My name is Catherine Bell. My guest today is uh, David Selak. Next week, we will be speaking to Donna Glee Williams, dream group leader and author of several fantasy novels, which are, are uh, often very dream related. So I'm looking forward to speaking to Donna Glee Williams. So, Dave, uh, welcome back. Uh, I, I wanted to know, like, how did you get started with some of this, these topics? Were there, there's a Seth itself, and then there's also the whole idea of the superior alternative sleep schedule. What, yeah, what, how, sure. How did you uh, well, yeah, how it started for me, I was, um, I was with my girlfriend. <laughs> we were in a bookstore in Portland, Oregon, and uh, this was back in the, I think, in the 70s somewhere. We were traveling. I was from Illinois. Anyway... This book fell off into, literally, it did. It oh, fell yeah. into my lap. Oh, wow. And it was a, a book. It was, uh, what was it? Seth Speaks, which had a picture of Jane Roberts. And this is, uh, the Seth material is channeled material. There's uh, 32 books. Uh, and Seth spoke through Jane Roberts for about 20, 20 years. Hmm. And at any rate, I started reading it as we did it in the day. It's like you read a few pages and it's like, I was blown away. I was like, holy crap, this is the best stuff that I had ever read. Hmm. And I kept reading it, but it really bothered me that it was a, ch a channeled source. Yeah. <laughs> now channeled sources are a lot more common. Any rate, I was appalled because I was, um, you know, at that point, a kind of a devout scientist, shall we say. Right. It's like, anyway, I was just appalled. But the, the problem for me was the material was so good that I couldn't put it down. And I really had to partition this channel stuff off to the side. And I've kind of, I've come to grips with it obviously over time, but um, the stuff I, I'll, I'll mention, if you're really interested in dreams, in the materials, there's like 
over 4 million words that Seth spoke. And there's over 4,000 references to dreams. And in my opinion, it's the best dream material and the most evocative that has that's ever been written. Hmm. And it goes way past Carl Jung and anyone else that I've ever come across. So it pushed me a lot and to to uh, kind of stay in the game of uh, dreaming and recording my dreams and, you know, trying to figure out what the hell is this? What are these dreams about? They're so bizarre. They're so crazy. And I'm, I'm really happy that I stuck with it. It's uh, It's been super beneficial in many ways for me. It's like um, everything from uh, when I decided to migrate to Australia, you know, no small move yeah. from, uh, from uh, Illinois. It's just like, you've got to be kidding. Going, moving to another country, like half a world away. Yeah. And so I used my dreams to inform me what, what it would be like. Is this a good idea or not? And it really helped me um, in a lot of ways. And as Seth says, you know, uh, listening to your dreams and learning how to understand them and work with them, it makes your life easier. Mm. And like, there's, I, I've got no doubt about that. I wonder if you would so, like to share an example with us of how a dream helped you. Oh, sure. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> so uh, in my working life, um, I have a background in rehabilitation and uh, my work was to help people uh, regain employment after they you know, suffered a work-related injury or mental health issue, whatever. Anyway, um, I did that work here in, in Australia and in the U.S. And I just decided that um, what I was doing was too hard anyway, and that, and that I needed some help. Well, I dreamed that I met this guy and I ended up meeting this guy. His name is also David. <laughs> and we ended up being business partners for, well, we still are, so it's been over 30 years. And we formed, um, you, know, you know, I don't hesitate to say it was very successful, very successful business that we grew from zero, you know, to, you know, pretty big. And, you know, helped lots of people along the way and dreams were a big part of that. And just forming a partnership help, you know, being helped by the dream state to find someone, you know, that was congruent with me. And um, so it's just a great example of how dreams can help you contact and meet up with people, um, not only in dreaming reality, but in waking reality, solving a real problem and, and uh, forming a business which we did over the next, whatever it's been, 25 years, I guess. So the dream was just of meeting a person named Dave? That was the dream? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we ended up, so the story continues. It's like, so we, um, he's a regular uh, visitor in my dreams. Uh, he represents my inner self, but in waking reality, so we, we heard about each other. We decided to meet up for a cup of coffee and at that same meeting, we decided to work together. Mm. And we worked together for, you know, the rest of our lives, really, is what, how, it's, <laughs> how it's working out. And he's become a, you know, great friend and so forth. So, uh, you know, your dreams can really deliver, is what I'm trying to say. I guess so. Okay. 
Well, that's that's very interesting. So, so David, I'm thinking of of sharing with you a dream I had recently, and it it seems to to kind of touch into something about the beliefs uh, and changing beliefs. And so I'm I'm kind of curious to get your your take on this. This was a, if that's okay with you, that? Sure. Okay. So it was from yesterday morning, you know, listeners will know that my father recently passed away and um, um, he was, you know, in a wheelchair for the last a year or so of his life and uh, in the stream there's a man in a wheelchair an old man in a wheelchair and it's not clear that it's my father but in the dream I'm even thinking hmm it's kind of like dad mm-hmm. and what it is is there's something about me and these other people with me are holding him in his wheelchair we're trying to work holding him kind of pushing him down holding him in his wheelchair and the person in the dream in the wheelchair gives a big shake and it push pushes us all back and then I that's when I wake up so it made me think about my beliefs and like what you're talking about today kind of really got me thinking about my beliefs is the way that I'm kind of been limiting my father in my mind, like my views of my father, keeping him in the wheelchair, kind of pushing him down into that. Uh, and yet it's starting to change. Like he's, he shakes me off in the dream that there's a way that he's not yeah. even not going to stay in the wheelchair yeah. after all. <laughs> right? like, no. <laughs> Well, if he's passed, he's obviously not in his wheelchair anymore. Yeah, it's like, true. You know. Like, uh, well, can I say one thing? Congratulations, like to have a dream of your dad. Oh yeah. Uh, af- after his passing, I think that's great. Yeah. You know that uh, can be. Um. To have him. Uh, so did he? Can you describe the pushing away part? Like. Yeah. Can you go into that? What's yeah. what, what did that feel like? Okay, so I am one of the ones holding him down. I'm kind of, kind of pushing on his arms or or his shoulders, even kind of holding him in the wheelchair. And he gives the the man in the wheelchair. I guess my father. I mean, it's interesting. He doesn't look totally like him, but there's a real sense mm-hmm. of that. And he gives a, a quiver or shake. It starts out like moving his shoulders back and forth, but then it kind of becomes more like a energetic resonant shake like something kind of quivers through his whole body and and Mm. it's almost like there's a force that kind of drives us back it isn't really even his limbs moving that push us back but there's some kind of force that almost explodes out of him that pushes us back and then we realize we can't hold him in the wheelchair anymore we can't hold him in the wheelchair anymore yeah like that's kind of what i've come to in mulling over the dream that there's some way that Mm-hmm. That's just and, changed. Okay. Yeah, things have changed. All right. Uh, how did that? How did you emotionally feel about inside that experience? Well, I. It was mostly a surprise, a sense of surprise, and like I didn't know how strong he was. I wouldn't have thought he'd be strong enough to do that. Uh, and yeah, it's interesting that we're. Well, okay, it's interesting. We we were trying to hold him in his wheelchair, and he he was in the last few weeks especially and months of his life prone to trying to get up when he really just couldn't walk safely and he kept he did try to get up several times uh and he needed to be uh kept uh you know we had to really had to be watched they had like an alarm underneath him so that if he tried to get up so he was literally i would people were literally trying to keep him in his wheelchair because he would fall he could fall 
and uh, it was very dangerous. And so, so what? Uh, okay, that's uh, you're answering what I was about to ask. Okay. Let me ask. Let me ask it just for fun. Yeah. So, why were you trying to keep him in his wheelchair? That's a good question. You know, there's the waking life thing about the safety, but I don't think that's what it was in the dream. I think it was like that's where you belong. That's where I'm. I'm used to you being. That that's where. Okay. I, that's where I think it comes to beliefs. Like there's right. some belief of mine that that's where he belonged. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's um yeah. my experience with um with people uh passing in my life and when I have dreams with them is they are not they're the same and yet they are not the same mm -hmm. if that makes sense yes yes i, I understand uh, yes. so uh well i'll just uh, let me just say a couple of things sure. just just to try them out for size it's like we are not our bodies mm -hmm. we have a body that's true <laughs> we have one for a while but we are not our bodies and so if you have um for example, a um, and have you ever had an out of body experience? Hmm, I wouldn't say so. Okay. I am not uh, for for that. listeners, it's um, it's an experience where and you can uh, project out from the dream state into an out of body, uh, and we do. Everyone does this. By the way, we you actually have had the experience. You <laughs> okay. don't remember it, and right. we go out of our bodies every night and go traveling around. So. Just right. because, I, I, believe, just, I could buy that. That's, that sounds entirely possible okay. to me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, and so, you know, when you have an experience of a loved one who's passed, you know, your dad or a partner or whatever, um, there's a communication that's happening, right? And I think you've picked up on it, and that is, your dream experience is trying to help you understand something. Mm -hmm. And so if you were to say what that understanding is, just based on your experience last night, what, what would it be, do you think? My understanding about yeah. my father? Yeah, what's the, yeah, what's the communication? What's the dream trying to communicate or the experience that you created? Something, something like I'm not, I'm not weak. I'm not as weak as you think I am, or something like that. Right. I'm not as not anymore anyway. No, right. not anymore. Oh, that's a, yeah. Yeah. He's pushing you away a little bit. It's like hey. Right, but in a healthy way because I was trying to hold him down, and I think mm -hmm. it's he's like letting me know that I don't have to do that anymore. Or, hmm. Yeah. Do you know like some people um, just death in general and. If for people interested in this topic, actually, Seth has a lot of cool stuff to say. And if you're interested, there's there's two books, Seth Speaks, which is the eternal validity of the soul, and the after-death journal of an American philosopher, mm. which is the worldview of William James, the after-death experience of his. Anyway, mm. it's it's fascinating reading because your our consciousness goes on. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it doesn't burst off into a million tiny bits, never, you know, never to operate again. It's like your your consciousness goes on. It's true. You, you know, I'll just ask you the question. Sure. 
Um, do you think your dad was ready to go? Yeah, I think he was. I think his body... Was he tired of being in a wheelchair, for example? I, I like, think he was tired of, of... Life was not doing you any favors in the last few years. Yeah, I think it was sure. It was time. Yep. And, you know, some people hang on, um, at least in my experience, with, you know, with certain... And it's like they hang on for various reasons. Sometimes it's for the people yeah, <laughs> right. around them. Yep. You know, and it's like they've been ready to go for some time. Mm. And, uh, you know, their bodies you know, not in really great shape anymore. It's it's unlikely it will get better and so forth and so on. Absolutely. And, yep. And it's like, you know, time to go. And yep. you know, mm -hmm. they they've got they've got other journeys to make and other things to learn. Um and I look I had a partner who passed um it's been about seven seven, eight months ago, I think. Oh, that's very anyway, recent. That's the very recent. the Sorry. dream mm -hmm. that I had was um I uh, came up to a stage and there was a big curtain across it. The curtain, I, I realized I had to go through the curtain to get out of this uh, auditorium. Anyway, uh, my partner appears, she's younger. She's like in her thirties, mm. real vivacious. She's busy. She's in a choreographed um, uh, group back there. They're practicing, they're really busy. And she comes over and it's like, it took me a while to recognize her. It's like, and, and I go, I said, my girlfriend died. And she goes, she looks at me and she goes, and I realized, oh, it's her. Holy crap. And she goes, yeah, yeah, it's me. It's, I'm really busy. And, um, you know, anyway, yeah. she gives me a giant hug, Aww. you know, very reassuring. Nice. And then she, uh, she tells me a kind of a joke, which is kind of like her. She goes, I told you you should have picked the busty blonde. <laughs> like what? How can you say that? It's just—it's like this really serious emotional experience, and she pulls a joke. Like really? Anyway, so um, but you know, I think uh, what I'm trying to point out a little bit is it's not just what happens, but the emotional feeling mm -hmm. that you had and that I had. Right. is key in uh, understanding our dreams because as we talked about earlier it leads us back to our beliefs yeah 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 i really like that the focus on the feelings that's certainly been my experience around dreaming yeah uh, and so like maybe the sense of surprise with my father there's something there's there's more to come i mean we'll we'll see uh, yeah you know, well you know it wouldn't surprise me it's so cool you've had that already yeah it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me a bit. In fact, I think it's highly likely you'll have more. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. So, so uh, were there any questions from the our listeners? No. Nope. Uh, well, actually, we have a question from uh, Max here who's in the studio with me. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, Max, go ahead. Okay. So I'm very interested in the uh, interface or the similarities between waking life feelings and perceptions and dreams. And I've heard a lot about dream time, and I've never heard anybody describe it. Hmm. Dream time. Like the Aboriginal concept yes, of Australian? the oh. Aboriginal concept of yeah, it. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'm going to beg off on that one. Like, okay. <laughs> only because... <laughs> yeah, I, look, it's, it's, a, it's a long topic, and I, I wouldn't do it service. And I look, I don't feel... Um, I'm sorry. I don't feel competent enough. Uh, look, let me make one comment. Okay. Um, 
but I'm begging off in a way. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry that's to okay. do that we'll to you. Comments, you. You can yeah. beg off. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, so no have... worries. But look, I, um, so in indigenous culture, um, the dream time is is now, and it's in the past as well. Although they didn't have the kind of quantum idea of necessarily simultaneous time they had a linear my understanding a general linear view of time so there's a lot of ancestors and contacting ancestors and um there's you know taking care of the song lines that, you know that that wind through the earth and the oceans and the air so it's a really very mystical way of looking at creation and actually i think um it actually fits a lot better, a lot, lot better than uh, the more scientific views that we have regarding creation. So from the dream time, uh, all creation has occurred. So it's like all that is, is created all at once and continuously. And science has quite limited um, perspectives on this you know, unfortunately, and I think that's why science needs to expand itself a bit and, you know, including feelings, intuitions, which is difficult to measure. You know, let's face it, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. good luck with that one. Yeah. We just, uh, they, they don't really make tools um, that are very helpful in that area. So, you know, our science uh, capacity is a little bit limited in that area. However, I think if you continue to record your dreams, you start to see a uh, synchronicity with the events in your life with your dreams. So inevitably you kind of come to a conclusion that you are creating your own reality moment to moment and day to day mm. through your beliefs. Mm. Wow. So it's just, you know, whew. so it's, you know, it doesn't deny that cause and effect uh, exist. You know, you drop a pencil, you pick it up. But, you know, like, okay, there's a, you know, I drop my pencil, I have to go pick it up. But that doesn't mean that we can't, and you can notice that you create reality through improbable events, which Carl Jung called synchronistic events, mm -hmm. a causal. And you start to go, hey, wait a minute, I'm having synchronistic events every day what's the mathematical likelihood of that right well it's right. fucking oh sorry it's effing zero <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> you know like i'm serious it's like the math behind it it's improbable that these um synchronistic events would occur where you run into people in the grocery store you haven't seen them for five years or you know you go to some weird out of the way location and you run into someone that you've wanted to see like pe happens to people all the time I want to get to some of uh, your upcoming events at SethCenter.com. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. the timing is actually... So here's what's happening um, to all listeners. So we, we teach a number of courses. And um, so two are coming up. The Seth, Seth Intensive starts on... Let me see. I just wrote it down. Starts on October 4th and finishes... November 14th, and that's for six weeks. And that's followed by the Seth Dreams and Lucid Dreams intensive class, which um, 
my colleague Robert Wagner and I teach. So he's a you know professional lucid dreamer. Yep. Has written a couple best-selling books on the on the matter, and that class runs from November fifteenth to the twenty-sixth of December. So six weeks. It is pretty intense, but it's a great primer.、Uh, whether you're new to dreams or whether you're an old hand, we、um, we have something for everyone in this.、Uh, I've had a number of people take the class a, a number of times, which is great. Okay. So if you're interested,、uh, check it out on、um, SethCenter dot com.、Uh, we also have a monthly monthly. It's twice a month、um, ongoing Seth Dreams and Lucid Dreams、uh, class. And you're welcome to check that out. It's also at that website. Okay, excellent. So we take a look at sethcenter.com, Dave Selak. And do you have any like quick last-minute encouragements for our <laughs> listeners? Yeah, yeah, I do.、Yeah. I do. So with the、uh, superior alternative sleep schedule, if you can get a hold of the books and read those two chapters, chapter eight, chapter thirteen.、Uh, otherwise, you can you know try it in a graduated, graduated way, which is. On a week, if you're working full time,、uh, look, you can have take a 15-minute rest when you get home, or half an hour. Just close your eyes. Doesn't even mean you have to go to sleep. Or alternatively, you could、uh, on a weekend take a nap, try a nap, and see how that goes for you, and see how it feels. Just half an hour, hour, whatever.、Right. Um, and then so, so yeah. I, I look. I realize people are busy. You got kids. You got work. All that stuff. But you can start to creep it in a little bit and try it out. Yeah, and maybe some of that programming would be helpful too. Is to say that even yeah, remember up, the suggestions. The suggestions, because、like, you know, even yeah, if you wake、so. up and it's only been five hours, you can say, well, that's all I need for a bit. Yeah, and get up. Just get up.、Mm-hmm. Get up. Go for a walk. You know, like <laughs> go go read about dreams or、um, walk the dog or. Do some art, write some poetry,、oh. take a photo. Excellent. At any rate, so yeah, there's a, there's a way in here, and it's、uh, it really, in my opinion, is worth worth the energy and the effort. Great.、So、good luck with that. Thanks. Thanks so much, Dave. Well, let's uh, let's、You're、be、welcome. in touch. We'll tell you. We'll talk to you about the festival. Sounds、dreams. good, Catherine. I yeah, appreciate、Steve. it. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Good night. Bye. So thank you for listening. The Dream Journal is produced at the studios of KSQD in Santa Cruz, and we are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific at ksqd.org. The podcast is released the Monday after the show.、It、keeps us growing. When you subscribe, rate, and review, and podcast listeners, remember we only have currently the latest four to five shows available. You'll be able to see all the shows in your feed, but you won't be able to click on them until we get our server fixed over here at the Squid. Um, I'm Catherine Bell. You can find out about my dream coaching practice at experientialdreamwork.com. Email me at Catherine at ksqd.org. Catherine is K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. Follow Experiential Dreamwork and hashtag the Dream Journal on Facebook and Instagram to find out about upcoming shows. I'd like to thank Rick Cleffel, engineer and music creator,、um, David Bean for the phones. Intro music is Water Over Stones. Outro music is Everything, both by Mood Science. And tomorrow morning, when you wake up, take a minute to write down your dream and bring it to the next dream journal. Knows that so much is wrong.